Welcome to Game Talk Radio with your hosts, Greg and Jen, bringing you their take on this week's hottest gaming news. Welcome back to Game Talk Radio. This is episode 19. 19. I'm Greg. I'm Jen. And today's theme is going to be, Jen, I have a massive headache. <laughs> so... That only goes with one in the story. Well, yeah, I know. Well, so we've got like one really big congested garbage story to talk about, and then we have a really good feel good story. So we're gonna end on the feel good story, yeah, because we don't want you guys having to go through your workday all bummed out and and ending it like like you just got done watching Logan in the theater and you just kind of oh man. Yeah, so anyway, um, so. We want to jump right into mm. the big news that everyone's been talking about all week is Mass Effect. So there's a new Mass Effect game coming out. It's been however many years since the last one. If everybody remembers, there was a lot of controversy surrounding the ending of the last game. You probably don't. because I don't. Play. I never played Mass Effect. So I'm coming in blind. Well, I'll, I'll give you a quick rundown. So there was a really weird ending to the third game. Okay. Where you essentially... Um, I'm not too worried about spoilers, but I'm also going to keep Ooh, it spoiler can I, light. Can I guess? Can I guess? Sure. Do I get cryogenically frozen? No, Damn. but you get to choose between three things. Essentially, okay. like you make a decision at the end of the game and all three of the endings are essentially the same Aww. with like a little tweak. And it's just, it just felt kind of like crapped out, um, you know? Like we ran out of ideas. Right. Like, um, now uh, apparently that spawned from a lot of things, mostly that there was apparently a completely different ending to the game that got spoiled almost a year earlier. Oh. Like, someone leaked the ending. It was some sort of dark matter. Was Rude. Yeah, something was happening. So, apparently, um, it was uh, Casey Hudson was the, like, like the lead, like the director of the game. And he basically kind of got really paranoid after that. And he's like, well, we have to change it because uh-huh. we can't have our ending already known. Right. And then he apparently would lock himself in his office with only his assistant to write parts of the game. So, oh, apparently, wow. apparently... They had a committee, and if you had an idea for the Mass Effect universe, you'd bring it to this committee, this roundtable, and then the roundtable would say, okay, well, that doesn't work because of this. Okay. This doesn't work because of that, but this could work that way because of that. And people would go, okay, that's how this everything fits into a cohesive universe. And apparently he would go to his office and not share anything with other people because he didn't (laughs) want it leaked again. And so he got really paranoid, and he would only, him and his assistant would go, and they would write things, and then he would keep it under lock and key. Really weird stuff. But here's the question, though. Um... Did they find out who leaked it? They never found out anything like that. Mm. So so all these years later, but but I will say Mass Effect is one of my favorite game series of all time. And the third game, the entire third game, is a great ending to the trilogy. You can't just look at the last 15 minutes of the game. If okay. you look at the last 15 minutes of the game, you will be disappointed in the last 15 minutes. Uh, just to answer your original question, Mass Effect 3 came out March 6, 2012. 2012. So okay, five so, so five years ago. Um, so there was a lot of controversy surrounding that game. Right. So we've moved on. We're starting a new trilogy probably with this game. And in the meantime, uh, Bioware was purchased by EA, is that correct? Or Th- did that already happen? That, that happened actually, um, that, that would have happened actually after the first Mass Effect, I think. Oh. Because, uh, EA's been publishing the Mass Effect games for quite some time. But the way EA kind of works, I know where you're going with this. Yes. So the way EA kind of works is they'll buy a studio and then they let them be until they don't. <laughs> so they leave them alone. They have moderate success. And then they start, oh, well, let's let's move this studio here. Let's rename this studio this. Let's move these people here. And then you have a shell of your former self uh, as far as a studio goes. It's happened 
numerous times in the 90s and 2000s with companies that EA has absorbed. Smaller studios that they bought because they had really great games, and then they just basically wore them out. You know, they, sure. they had to make games until, and then if they ever had a game that wasn't good, they quickly blamed the studio, shut them down, and dispersed the people somewhere else. Mm. So, um, so Mass Effect Andromeda is coming out Tuesday, I believe. And they they've already kind of released like a preview yeah. where you can play some of the storyline, some of the game. Yeah, this weekend was part of, there's something called EA Access, which is like a monthly subscription fee you pay oh. to get free EA games. Mm -hmm. And what they did as part of that service was they also offered a, the first 10 hours playable in Mass Effect. That's so a that, lot that's of gameplay. That, that's actually really neat, too, because if you're a member of the subscription, you got to play the game before everybody else. That's pretty cool. But, but here's the thing, though. 10 hours. I mean, how much gameplay are we talking about, actually? Like, how? what percentage of the game is actually playable? Mass Effect is a 50 to 100 hour RPG. Probably. Okay, so it's not like 10 hours is really going to no, no, spoil I, anything. No. Well, I mean, there could be spoilers, because some big thing could happen in like the very oh, beginning sure. or well, we already kind of had one little minor thing spoiled because well we it didn't the spoil videos. it for me but... <laughs> it, it, it spoiled it for me but i don't really care because i'm not overly excited for this game anyway so so mass effect andromeda is coming out and apparently when the early review copy started going out and the twitch stream ban was lifted so that you know the reviewers could stream it on mm -hmm. twitch as like an early preview sort of thing all these uh videos and articles started coming up about how janky the animations were Yes. So they just started, like, just basically all the articles you saw were, these animations are awful, they're laughable, they're horrible, they look like robots, they look like animatronics. And what, like... One of the videos we watched on YouTube actually set a compilation of facial expressions yes. and movement to Herb Albert and the Tijuana Brass. It, it was probably <laughs> one of the best videos I've ever seen. <laughs> um, it, it, I will, okay, so let's get to the meat and potatoes of this thing. So that's what's causing a lot of the other things we're going to talk about yes. with this story. But we watched the video. There are some bad animations. It, right. There, there are some bad animations. There's no getting around it. Like, the compilation video that we saw, it wasn't, like, glitchy stuff either. No. Like, where, where, like, their face was molded into their, like, the back of their like face. They sunken and in. It was just straight up, like, like, a Chuck E. Cheese animatronic mouse trying to play the banjo in a yeah. group of... I don't know. How do you even describe well, what that it, is? To me, it, it seems, when you look at... Obviously, there's this whole idea of the uncanny valley when something is too realistic, it causes a problem with your brain not being able to understand what it's seeing because it, it's you just you have trouble like that Final Fantasy movie had that you... kind of problem because it's there there's almost like a dead look in their eyes. Yeah, it makes you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, it's like not it's not real mm -hmm. and it's like trying to be real it's weird so yeah like you said it's a term called the uncanny valley where we're trying to get over that hump where one day we'll just see things and know and not know that they're fake mm -hmm. and trying to be realistic which is why i think we're seeing a resurgence kind of in like video games going back to a more retro look right because people are getting off put <laughs> by this realistic kind of look but with this Mass Effect Andromeda you don't have that you've got some sort of realism to it but then you've got characters whose mouth movements and their eyebrows don't match. There's a there's a scene that we saw. We have absolutely no context to what the scene is actually about. But the the woman says, forgive me for looking so tired because blah, 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 blah. I've been up all night worrying about whatever this thing is. And it's she, she looks like she has Botox. Like there's, she, there's no yeah. movement. There's no 
emotion or anything registering on her face except for some eyebrow movements and lip movements with the lip syncing, which isn't very good anyway. Yeah, and there and there was some weird stuff. Then on the opposite side of that, there were ones that were over animated, like their eyes move kind of like they get all big and bulgy and they kind of look around and the eyebrows kind of flicker and the smiles like half like, hey, you know, like, <laughs> like kind of derpy, you know. And it's not it's not great. It's not like other video games. I mean, Witcher is a, a good example of very good facial animation and, and facial expressions without not without being overly realistic you still know that you're watching it, but the realism is very high because of the way that they've modeled their, their characters. But this is like, Oh, well, and, and remember when we, when, when you watched me play a little bit of horizon, yes. like, uh, Aloy, the main character in that, like you made a joke that it looked like she had like a mush mouth. Like she yeah. was talking like, <laughs> like she had her cheeks were kind of puffed out. Like, like facial animation kind of sucks. Like yes. it, it still does. Like they can't match it up perfectly. Um, not when you're trying to mass produce a game with that many different characters and stuff like it doesn't work like yeah a movie with a 300 million dollar budget can sync up like 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 the warcraft movie had amazing mm -hmm. facial animations yes. but it was a movie that had facial animations everybody there was working on the movie like this mm -hmm. is a game that's got programmers and design and you can't you can't pay everyone to be an animator you know and that kind of leads into this this story that i wouldn't say it kind of broke what happened was is that there's this I'm assuming it's a guy just from the way that it's written, and I'm pretty sure. But it's called The Ralph Retort. And the title of this article is, A cosplayer with no video game experience was a lead facial animation ma animator for Mass Effect Andromeda. Going back to what you said, when you're talking about video game design, there's usually a handful of people working in the facial animation section. And there's some people working with dialogue and some people working with combat or whatever so but there's hundreds of people working on a game at any given time not all of them are working on the facial animation right is where i think you were going unlike a movie like the warcraft movie where there was a huge team and that was their thing because the movie was mostly well, cg there were probably five people for each character you right. know that were just like just in charge of all the scenes of that character and stuff like that and and so like before we get too much into it i just want to say like First of all, I, the point I want to make first is the animations that we saw in that video, they're pretty bad. But they're not game-breaking, and they're not uh, awful. Like, no. it's disappointing to me, because I do think that they're worse than the previous Mass Effect games, and I think they're some of the worst. And again, we've only seen a compilation video of all the worst ones, though. I need to play the game for sure to know. But, I mean, I would say what I saw was kind of funny. But it was... I mean, it wasn't so bad that it was like a broken game. Like, yeah, there's always weird stuff in these games. If you ever watch, um, there's a there's a YouTube video series that we used to watch called Gamer Poop, and um, <laughs> nice. and the guy basically um uses mods and different things to uh and voice cutting to make like characters from Skyrim and Fallout and Mass Effect say different things, and he gets them to do some pretty wide eyed weird animations too. <laughs> and it's really funny and it's and it's cool. So this was definitely funny and weird. But it's not so broken that it's, like, unbelievable. Like, like I'm disappointed that their quality had sunk. But if you look at the Mass Effect 3 and the ending of Mass Effect 3, their quality was kind of sinking as a company. Anyway, Bioware as a company is not really Bioware anymore. They're EA. And right. EA is just shuffling talent around wherever they want. And it's not, like, the heart and soul that made the original Bioware so awesome isn't really there. Anymore. And that's okay. That's kind of what happens in the industry. But 
we have to stop holding them to some unrealistic standard that like we shouldn't expect this game to be better than their last one because it's not really them. So you got a bunch of talented people. So anyway, though, the issue we do have, because as always, there's always going to be people that uh, take it too far. And so now there's people who are mad about the game. And people on the internet in general lately, I've just been finding, are just really quick to jump on things. Like, I had to stick up for the Switch all those times and Zelda and all Mm -hmm. these other things. People like just to hate stuff and make fun of it just to do it. Okay, no problem, I guess, if that's what makes you happy. Um, But I felt like this was another case of that. But as always, people took it too far. So as you were getting to, there's a report where some, I I don't know what you could even call this. It's not a news site, obviously. It's not news. No, but... Apparently, I mean, even before this article came out, it looks like PewDiePie has a video that talks about all the mistakes he saw in his time playing it. But then, as you said, this guy took it a step further, this Ethan Ralph character, by essentially putting all of the blame for all of the problems when it comes to facial animations on one person right so they i guess you'd call that a witch hunt but i don't think that's even the proper term i don't even know what to say basically they look they're looking for someone to blame for why the game's bad they found someone who at one point on twitter had listed that she was the lead facial animator for mass effect right and she was a cosplayer and a a makeup artist makeup artist and some other stuff and so then they basically dug into her background and started blaming her for the game being awful and as we've known sometimes with the internet, unfortunately, people will go out of their way to say ridiculous things. And so some of these claims are saying things like um, the game sucks because she was a no she was she was a lead animator with no experience who was just a cosplayer, which isn't true. Mm-hmm. You know, just basically making trying to make up a story that could get click. I mean, it's clickbait. I, I, I honestly believe that like this era of it's not about being right. It's about being first get something out there that people want to click on and read is more important than actually being factually correct about what you're saying. Well, and what they're kind of alluding to is the fact that, I mean, she's, her name is Allie. Um, and it, I mean, you can find her pretty much. You Google her name and you could find her. But she at one point was or is still a model. And for some reason, people on the internet tend to attribute beautiful people with being dumb. Which is an unfair assumption. Obviously, yeah. I, she went She went to school at the Art Institute of Vancouver. I know a lot of really ugly, dumb people. Exactly. I think there's just <laughs> as many ugly, dumb people as there are beautiful, dumb people. But the thing is, is that, you know, they see her, okay, she's got a modeling profile on Model Mayhem. You know, she has... Her Twitter profile has her cosplaying, and her LinkedIn profile says that she's a facial animator at EA. Now, yes, on Twitter, at one point, it has since been changed. It doesn't say lead facial animation or animator for Mass Effect. I don't know why I can't say animator. I just Uh. keep wanting to say animation. (laughs) That has since been changed, but probably because of what's been happening. And... Just like the internet does, they take it one step too far. Because when this article came out, because PewDiePie, as far as I know, didn't blame a person or anything. He was speaking very high level, unless I didn't watch enough of the video to see that he points out a specific person. But... So apparently she got a bunch of nasty messages on Twitter and stuff like that, which... 
it's sad to say, but that's par for the course nowadays. Like if you if you mess up something or if you're a part of something that people don't like, they'll find you and they will try to harass you. I mean, yeah, that just seems to be okay. Yeah, you tell somebody, "Hey, the animation that you did on this game really sucked." Really sucked. I wouldn't call that animation. I'd call that very, cri- very poor, non-constructive criticism. Right. But I wouldn't call that harassment. That's not what people were doing. But that's not what I would. Call. No, but the thing is, and and again, because she's an attractive woman, people are sexualizing this whole thing and alluding to the fact that. You know, she only got her job because of her... Keep it it PG now. Because of maybe some favors she did for people. Yeah, it it just insinuating that, you know, yeah. I mean, you guys can put the... the Yeah, you can... You're smart people. I'm sure that you kind of know where we're going. And then also, you know, some of those messages that were sent to her were very sexualizing and and very... uh, just demonize it i mean they're horrible like just the four that they put onto this article are just well i look at i look at the first two here though like okay so the first one says why did you remove the mass effect andromeda info from your twitter ashamed of what you did you should be okay i I don't like that that to me like it's rude i'm not gonna say it's not rude i say it's fine because it's not it's not like wishing harm upon her you know and then the next one is like you You ruined mass Mass effect Effect. hope you get fired asap well again you don't you should never wish someone to get fired but you know what that person's not happy okay fine but then later is when jan was talking about some more like the more vulgar comments more inappropriate comments get and you just look at this you're like i mean who like you just wish you could like you know i don't know who these people are obviously but you wish you could like turn that and show that to like their parents there was, a, their, there was a you know, girl who did that. She sent those, like, comments to her. Their, like some, like, Facebook message or something? Yeah, it was, face, it, was yeah. Fa- it was a Facebook message, and she said, Oh, um, is so-and-so your son? Because this is the message yeah. you just sent me. Well, and that, and that, you know, and so it makes me sad when, when people do this because of the, you know, being anonymous on the internet. And they feel like they're invincible because no one can stop them from saying what they want to say. And it's really disappointing that they don't feel like their words have consequences. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's, it's disappointing to me that, you know, because there are real problems with this game right now. Like those animations are a problem and they need to work on it. But now you've almost overtaken those problems by making a bigger problem that was way worse than the first problem. The first problem is just a game. They can patch that stuff. They can fix it. Right. You know, and I'll tell you what, I think when I play the game, it won't be that bad. I think when you see it, you'll see one or two things here and there, but it won't be like every person you talk to has a messed up smile or is like walking like they just crap their pants, you know, (laughs) (laughs) to Betty Hill music, you know, like, I don't think we're going to see that because there was seriously like like a dump pants waddle there there like, was like, like the the leg the knees out kind yeah, of like, crab walking oh man yeah like like, like ah, i gotta like, get i <laughs> gotta get the change in my not, underpants excuse me not that i would know what that's like but you could imagine it's what i could imagine it's what i could imagine i know you've lived through it though well i was at one point a baby and yeah, didn't have true. a soggy bottom that's true so. but what i appreciate is what bioware came back with after they figured out or somebody told them or they read this article on Kotaku and said we should probably do something about this um but Aaron Flynn the general manager of Bioware did come out with a statement uh this afternoon which was yeah, yesterday so this was nice to see yesterday this was nice afternoon. to see that um that uh the GM of Bioware Aaron Flynn 
came out and had to make, well, it said he had to make a statement, but he came out and made a statement. Right. So he said, recently, a former EA employee was misidentified as a lead member of the Mass Effect Andromeda development team. These reports are false. We respect the opinions of all our players and community and welcome feedback on our games. But attacking individuals, regardless of their involvement in the project, is never acceptable. Now, I agree with that second piece with attacking individuals, regardless of their involvement. Kudos to this person for saying that. But what it did do, what this statement also did, was raise a couple questions. Because it says, a former EA employee. Now, according to everything she has on social media, she's still employed there. So I don't know if something happened. It's it's possible she got let go at the end of Mass Effect's development cycle, though, too. I mean, you know, it's a lot of that stuff, like a lot of animators and and 3D modelists will will be out um, late life in the project like that as they're starting to, you know, cut out extra working to stuff. I mean, it's not always, but it's possible. But it, like again, it also was weird that she put lead animator. If I had to make a guess, I'd say she probably put that to feel better about herself. Yeah. Like like, hey, I, I'm maybe she thought like, hey, I'm the only uh, facial animator in this building, so I'm oh, the lead maybe. facial animator yeah. at Bioware Vancouver or something. But she might have been working with a team of twenty people. Maybe she was the lead in her cubicle. I don't know. Or she had like I think you had said um, before we started recording. Maybe she had the most seniority. Yeah. But yeah. I, I mean, she's only she can't be more than twenty five. So that would be very surprising to me. But the fact of the matter is that it doesn't matter what she put on her Twitter profile or her LinkedIn profile. Obviously, if she was trying to apply for a job. I would hope that a company would do their due diligence and realize, oh, she wasn't actually the lead facial animator. But it doesn't get, it's not an excuse for somebody to send her a message on any one of those platforms and talk about that the only reason she got her job was because she was a woman or that she did these sort of favors for people in management or that, you know, some of this other trash that people are yeah the the, the insinuation that she wasn't qualified to be in the job i think is unfair you know um because when you work in a creative field like that i'm sorry especially a big company like ea when you work in a creative industry you're going to get hired on the merit of your work exactly and so there was actually uh, a link we found i think was actually on the website that was trashing her Mm -hmm. they had put a link to her like um her her demo demo reel so she made an animation reel when she was in college and I'm sure, I think the first video says it's okay. So the first video is called like, I hate men. And it's so a, I think it's a cool, it's a, it's a snippet from an old movie. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I think so too. And, but it's funny because it's, it's her animating like this, this woman and she's going through like a monologue and the monologue at the end is something like she's, you know, she's all like dressed up, like she's going out she's checking her makeup. And then she's like, I hate men. You know, she says like that. So that was the title of that animation. The title of the next animation was like, going out for fruit or something like that yeah you know met before. met before so so we looked at this demo reel and so the claim that she's just a cosplayer with no experience is absolutely false no her animation's actually pretty good it reminds me of ratatouille yeah she had some really decent like she could i mean she's not it's not great but i mean i've seen there's there's more like what i watched when i looked at this demo reel was the facial expressions because that's what she probably spent the most time on and the facial expressions like I got it and you know we're watching it without sound and you can you can see facial expressions it's nothing like yeah 
how Mass Effect looks. So that leads me to believe that she may not have had as much control as she was alluding to, and it wasn't her designs. Well, so. and, and I look at stuff like this, and these her, her characters, I assume she drew these characters as well. Um, if she if she modeled these characters, uh, then, you know, they're very over-animated. Like, they look like a Pixar movie character. Mm-hmm. They look like uh, like they're from, you know, like, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs or something. It's kind of yeah, like, like that sort of. So it looks like that. They're not meant to be realistic. So it is possible maybe her style didn't translate well That's to realistic. That's a really good point. But again, you don't have one person doing all the animations and you yeah. have supervisors and you have people in charge that were overlooking that game. So clearly that wasn't a priority on that game. They had to get that game shipped out this spring because it was supposed to be out last year and it got delayed. So clearly, I'm, it wouldn't surprise me, EA's a big company. They were probably pushing this thing saying, look, it's got to come out. Mm-hmm. No more delays, it's got to come out. And when you start getting to the end of your deadline you're pushing you're pushing you're pushing and you start looking at what you can sacrifice and what you have to change and what can wait for a patch later facial animations aren't game breaking yeah so it wouldn't surprise me if that got backburnered until a later patch even though unfortunately it's causing a bunch of headaches to them now it is very realistic to be to think that way yeah so i mean it's just a really crappy situation all around just because you know it's it's difficult. From what I've read, I don't have personal experience in the video game industry. I know that I am a minority when it comes to just video games in general, especially my type of video gaming, where I'm not going to show somebody my boobs on Twitch to get them to watch my channel. <laughs> I'm not that type of video gamer. I actually enjoy video games for the story and for the gameplay and, and everything like that. I don't need the attention of being a woman and 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 also a player of video games but i do know that this is a this is a man's sort of world at least for the most part yeah well there's a lot of stats out there too that talk about you know that female gamers have like surpassed male gamers or it's closer to 50 50 and this isn't a dig on that it's just my personal experience so like working in the store i see probably 75 percent males over Mm -hmm. females and uh at GameStop when people were applying there like I remember you know when we talked about um diversity in in hiring so like oftentimes my district manager my regional manager would send out emails saying look you have to diversify your staff so we want you to hire you know minorities and females and I'm like okay well I will if they're qualified that was always the thing if they're qualified I'm going to do it and unfortunately living in northeastern Wisconsin the majority if not everybody who applies is typically caucasian and I would say 85 to 95% of the applications I got were from men. So it's not necessarily that we weren't trying to hire women. It's just that we we got 200 men applying and five women. And the five women were all in high school and could only work on weekends. Well, mm-hmm. I needed people during the week. So, you know, if and I actually always had women. Um, a good friend of mine, Robin, uh, she worked with me for many years. She was an assistant manager and a third key for me for a long time. She was great. Um, always, I hired the best people I could find. It didn't matter you know, what gender they were or what race they were. Just, I hired the best people I could find. It's just around here, it's it's very true. We're not a diverse um, area up here. You know, mm-hmm. we're just not. You know, in Milwaukee and Chicago, it's a lot more diverse areas. Well, and, you know, again, going back to just the the percentage of, of women in the video game industry, especially women in upper-level management. I know we've talked about Amy Hennig, an unfortunate, you know, situation that she no longer works at Naughty Dog, but was a very big influence. And I'm sure that there's maybe a handful of other women, but 
you don't hear about them. You don't hear about the women working on video games. They're, uh, I think it's getting better, but you're it's right. It's getting like, better. Like, you know, but, but for the longest time, well, for the longest time, studios didn't even get recognition. Like right. EA would come out and say, this is an EA game. And then mm-hmm. finally, certain studios would leave a mark, like Bioware. So now the studios started to become stars. And then eventually you start to get the people that are the heads of those studios start to become the stars too. So thankfully, individuals and especially female individuals are starting to get the due respect that they deserve for the hard work they've put in. And that does make me happy. And, and I hope to see more more women coming out into the video game industry in those upper level sort of management or directors. Yeah positions and they're getting there i think the the head of 343 studios which does halo now i think um i'm pretty sure that's a, a woman yes. and she's kicking butt there um working on halo i mean it's like the biggest franchise microsoft has so i mean that's that's not messing around you know no um but yeah again and again the story started off is we wanted to talk about hey you know mass effect had some kind of laughably funny animations they're kind of bad but then watch a video it's gonna make you laugh today and then people as always take it too far and and now now we've got people as you know sexually harassing people that worked on the game. I mean, it's so ridiculous to me. Like we have to be better than that. And mm-hmm. I and I don't know. I can't say it's a young versus old thing. Like because I'm not that old, but I can't say it's a young person's thing where all these young people just don't have manners stuff. It's not like that. It's it's just there's a, there's a, a a human flaw that lately it feels like a lot of people are emerging with which is a lack of empathy for other people yeah. and, and, and a lack of ability to be able to put yourself in someone else's shoes. And so, okay, this person and, and, and with her, if she was working on facial animation on this game over the last year, she's probably burned out right now, I would assume, because mm-hmm. I can't imagine she's taking a vacation. Oh, uh, probably not. Especially in crunch time. I, I wouldn't be surprised if for the last six months she hasn't been working 60, 70, 80 hours a week for the last six months getting this game ready to go. Mm-hmm. And so, first of all, you lay off that <laughs> and then it's just a game you know it's it's not a big deal it's just a game and it's so frustrating to me that people take this stuff so seriously like i love games i make a living selling games but it's still just a game it's not like and it's not like it's unplayable like if you bought this game and you put it in your system and then it melted your ps4 and you were like oh no, i don't have the game or my <laughs> ps4 and then ea won't give me my money back to fix my ps4 i'm out of this money i would it it's again doesn't say it's okay to sexually harass somebody but it's okay to be mad well it's and, not okay to be mad just because of something like this it's so silly to me also something to keep in mind too it's that it wasn't done to be personally insulting to people people are reacting as though that they were personally insulted right. because it wasn't what they expected it to be and I'm sorry, it's just facial animations. It Again, going back to that uncanny valley, if something's too realistic, I'm not going to want to play it because it's going to creep me out. Well, and here's the crazy thing. The majority of people complaining haven't even played the game. Yes! They're going off of a few YouTubers that played it and put a video up, and they're going off of these compilation videos, which we saw that were, again, very funny. I highly recommend watching them. They were great. Uh, it was really creepy and hilarious to me. But they're looking at stuff like that, and they're not. so they haven't even played it yet. In mm-hmm. fact, there's a good example. I don't know if he listens to the podcast. I think he might. He actually might be waiting for it to go up on iTunes before he actually starts downloading it because he's a Mac guy. But my friend Mike, so he was on Facebook. Not that Mike, different Mike. Oh, thank you. So he's on Facebook. It, Grace's husband. So Grace, who did uh, oh, yeah. broth, yes. Broths and 7 t-shirts. I do. Yeah. Yes, I, you, uh, you, I knew who you were talking yeah. about when you said Grace. Cool. <laughs> well, I was, you know, the audience did. So oh, I was, you know, okay. I was throwing out the Groth the and 7 t-shirt, you know. the Liquid fire artifacts. Yeah. So. But the point of that was just that uh, he he 
uh, had been seeing some of the videos, and he is a huge Mass Effect fan. I'd say more right. so than I am. And she, she um, is, And she too. is, too. They've done a lot of cosplay. cosplay. Mike does a lot of uh, weapon, like, replica weapon creation, she, and they're really good. She was that blue girl. Mm, yep. Whoever that blue Asari. girl is. She was an Asari. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, and so he kind of blew up. And he was, like, he was really mad about it. I think it was yesterday. I saw his Facebook post, how he was just ranting about it. And then today, someone apparently who he knows gave him, like, he had about three hours left on his EA trial of the game. And he let him log into it, and he played oh. it. And he already said this morning, he's like, hey, you know, it's not nearly as bad as everyone's saying. Oh. Just wanted to throw it out there. So I'm happy that he's enjoying it, yeah. and that he's not mad. Uh, but it's one of those things where you, it's easy to get fired up too early, and then realize that, like, it's not that important. But I know what it's like to be passionate about something and want it to be really good. Like, I was passionate about Metal Gear, and I wanted it to be really good, and I was disappointed when it was over. Well, but. it's kind of like, again, kind of going off like it wasn't what you expected or you had that first initial reaction to something. When I found out about what the game style was going to be for Zelda Breath of the Wild, I was a little, not miffed, but just a little salty about it going, you know, what are you talking about? There's this whole cooking aspect to it and you have to forage What you the yeah, you, when you first read that I was stuff, not you, happy. You, you were very negative towards me. You were like, like, you're like ah, it's not my Zelda. I was, because it was so, it was such yeah. a shift from the original gameplay that I'm used to, where it's not an open world sort of concept yep. for the most part. But the more I kind of looked into it and the more I saw gameplay, the more excited I got about actually trying this out because it was still characters that I recognized, but just a different way to approach it. And mm. I think that this kind of opens the door for Nintendo to do more games like this, which is good. But yeah, when I first heard it, I was like, oh, I don't know, this doesn't sound very good. I don't think I'm going to like this. And then the more I, I looked into it, you know, and, and yeah. experienced it, the more I'm like, okay, no, this isn't so bad. So I'm glad that someone who has mass effect so near and dear to them wasn't kind of uh supported in that disappointment like actually yeah. having an opportunity to play it and say okay you're seeing the highlights you're seeing the worst of the worst yeah. sort of thing well and as you know because you've seen our closet full of my n7 hoodies <laughs> yeah. i am also a mass effect fan and i am a very big mass effect fan and i'm a very big fan in regards to um having respect for the original trilogy but I'm. I also had checked expectations for this game. I wasn't expecting it to be anywhere near as good as the first trilogy. In fact, I'm expecting it to not be very good in general. I just. I just know that the company that made the original game isn't there anymore. It's. It's. It's a different heart. It's a different soul. So that's and that's fine. But like again, tempered expectations. It's going like you know a little more realistic. Well, and it's also our, our, the stuff. It's. It's what's in vogue right now. Is is doing games or redoing games or re like rebooting shows and all that kind of stuff. That that stuff is so popular right now. And when right. somebody says, Oh, this game is a trilogy, I don't expect to see another one come out. So I don't know where the cause I've never played it. I don't know where it kind of fits in the timeline. You can tell me later, but usually when somebody says, Oh, it's a trilogy of games, I don't usually expect to see an additional one. Yeah, well and I always think it's weird when games do a trilogy and then Ex like close the loop at the end because that's essentially what Mass Effect 3 did it closed a loop it it finished a story arc and essentially was done 
But it's not like it's a movie where you have to rehire actors and you didn't sign them on. And now if it's more popular, they're going to demand more money. Like it just straight up, you just make another one. Like well, it's different in the video game industry. So Well, that's very true because as, as anybody who subscribes to Game Informer magazine, <laughs> uh, would have seen the most recent issue had an article about the DLC for Uncharted and talked to that article talked very briefly about how they were trying to figure out what would be the most logical next step for the Uncharted franchise because they felt they couldn't do a a lost uh, Nathan Drake storyline because even some of the stuff they never really touched on in the game were alluded to or talked about in different ways during the gameplay about oh you remember this thing you know whatever and they thought you know okay well we can't really do a fast forward scene with um with some characters that wouldn't make sense and then okay well you can't do this character you know it there's just there's so many different things that they could have done and I'm glad that the newest Uncharted thing, I don't I don't want to call it, it they, they were very vague about how much gameplay is actually in it. They're like, oh, it's less than Uncharted 4, but more than... Feels like an add-on, kind of like a like a separate expansion pack almost, but... Yeah, yeah. so it, I'm glad that they, they did it that way because, like you said, they closed the loop on that sort of the the storyline or they close the loop on that plot and trying to revisit it causes a whole host of problems when you're talking about trying to maintain that storyline without really doing much yeah well so i'm done talking about that okay it's so depressing talking about well just mass effect sucking in general and then having to go to the horrible bottom of the internet and read what these horrible people have to say so as promised as promised to our adoring fans worldwide Here's a feel good story. This is actually kind of cool. It's we're we're hyping up more than it really is, but it's just a neat. I thought it was a neat story. I came across it on uh, Kotaku. So let me set this up. Yeah. So somebody on Reddit, his name is Tizzlefix. He was playing Zelda Breath of the Wild and actually beat it. So congratulations to him. And as he was watching the ending credits, he noticed something very interesting to him. So interesting, in fact, that he actually did some Googling, and some research on his own to try and solve this mystery. And what he found was that in the credits, under wildlife programming, there was an, a very, very American-sounding name, Corey uh, Bunnell, or, yeah, Corey Bunnell, let's just say. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Now, this is interesting for one reason, and that is because Nintendo, as a Japanese company, doesn't normally hire people who are not Japanese. Right, and it wasn't like he's a localization expert. Or a translator. Or a, yeah, it was, it was, he was straight up just a programmer. Wildlife programming. A wildlife programmer. I think yep. one of two people. So he there was one Japanese person, I'm assuming a okay. Japanese person, and then this Corey Bunnell. So this Reddit user, Tizzlefix, was like, okay, that's just really weird because... How does this happen? And he did some Google searching of of his name, and he found that 
around at around 2007, there was a forum that he had posted, Corey Bunnell had posted on. Uh, it was the Translators Cafe Forum, asking for advice on how to study more and eventually work in Japan. And there's um, like a screenshot of it. But essentially what it boils down to is that he had just graduated high school in 2007. He had spent five months in Japan as an exchange student. And he did go on a three-week exchange to the same school on another occasion. And he loved being in Japan and he wanted to learn Japanese and work at Nintendo. <laughs> that was his goal. That so was he set a goal to learn Japanese and work at Nintendo. And he says, you know, I know this post is very general, but my dream is to live in Japan and work for Nintendo as a game designer. But it's my been my dream since I first played Mario and he needed to figure out how to achieve that goal. And he wants he knew he needed to go to a game design school in Japan and get his Japanese to a level where he could speak and write professionally. Right. Now think about this for a minute. So he's learning a second language a very... so, well so well that he can program in it. How many of us <laughs> wish we could program in English? I know. <laughs> it's unbelievable. So like, so he learned a second language. He programs in Japanese. I mean, it's he not like he goes yeah. there and programs in English. No, and then, And then has to be like, hey guys, hope everyone else in this building can read this. No, he straight up programs in Japanese. So according to uh, what which, they found out... Which, I, now that I think of it, I'd have to ask Joe about that. Maybe I'll ask him. Okay. Because I'm sure that there's certain things, though, because a lot of Japanese uh, use English. Okay. So it's possible that a lot of programming there is basic words, like if and then statements might still be if and then. Sure. Um, Go and... Yeah, like some of that stuff might still tram. be in English. So, you know, we not that it's still what he did was still easy or anything, but... So we maybe I may be giving a little too much credit, but I still think it's very impressive, if nothing else, to just set a goal and to hit it. Right. But three years after posting on that forum, so 2007, 2008, 2009, 2010. So in 2010, he was admitted to Japan's Ritsumeikan University, where he studied programming. Awesome. Now, that's a Japanese school that's, I think, the third best Japanese school university in Japan. Wow. For just programming or just... I think in general, it's like in terms of prestige, at least from what I read when I when I learned about this. But he did an alumni video um, a few years ago that talked about the skills he learned at the school and how he was able to begin interning mm -hmm. at a video game company and eventually go on to work there for which time. was Nintendo. Nintendo, which he probably didn't mention, but that's <laughs> no, awesome. No, he didn't. But he joined Nintendo in 2014, which was the same year that he graduated Ritsumeikan, which leads you to believe that he interned at Japan, well, or Nintendo in them. Most likely that school had, like, a relationship with Nintendo, and mm -hmm. they were interning their students. So, like, Nintendo would go there and say, hey, who's your hottest young talent? We want right. them to intern here and see how they do. So he got the internship there after working his butt off in college and then got hired by Nintendo in Japan. But what's really funny is before this kind of article dropped, or before this Reddit user posted this, what people were kind of giggling about was that there was a a game development team picture that was posted from breath of the wild from breath of the wild. And in the back, there's a tall guy in a pink shirt. That's clearly Caucasian. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like, who's that white guy? <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> so what's also great is that his brother, who we're assuming his brother is Justin Bunnell also tweeted news of his brother's long journey 
writing, it's amazing that my brother Corey is doing exactly what he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So well done. It's just, you know, he didn't have it. He didn't have like some uncle that worked at Nintendo. He didn't know anybody. He just he wanted to learn Japanese and he wanted to learn programming so that he could work at Nintendo and fulfill his dream of doing that. And yeah. that is amazing that he was able to do that. So what what I would say about that too cuz I want to piggyback on that and just say obviously the sounds really after school special so sorry in advance. But <laughs> but everybody seriously like it's never too late to do what you want to do so like when i when i was 30 is when i after 11 years quit gamestop to essentially start over from scratch with game trade and i obviously worked very hard and i had a lot of luck too but i I worked very hard and i got to see my dream come true and it's never too late like you can Mm -hmm. absolutely still do what you want to do and if you aren't happy look into improving that look into making yourself better you can do whatever you want it's just it depends on how much work you want to put in. And and I, I truly do believe that. Like, I believe you can do whatever you want. But yeah, I mean, is it going to be like, say you want to go to school? Okay, well, you don't make a lot of money. You don't have a lot of free time. Okay, well, you do a two-year degree in four years at NWTC and you work your butt off and you maybe get a programming thing. Um, my younger brother just graduated a couple of years ago or last year, late last year. No, early last year. <laughs> I don't, I don't doesn't, even doesn't remember. Matter. It doesn't matter. I'll say a couple years ago. He, he went back to school. He became a programmer and he's, making you know a great living now being a programmer and he had worked at GameStop for a while and then was worked at a bank for a while and they just kind of you know didn't have a career he was just working jobs and he was able to do that and I'm not saying that everything needs to have people go back to school of course too and I'm not saying like riddle yourself with tons of student loan debt or anything but it's what I'm trying to say is what you really want to do there's a path to it if you want to make video games you can learn everything you need to learn right now for free right you you can go online do tutorials you can do whatever like you can do it it all depends on how much time you want to put into Mm -hmm. it that's really, and we have a saying at my company, which is a saying a lot of places. I even have a giant button that I have stuck on my cubicle wall that says, you gotta wanna. And like if you wanna, you can do it. You know, if you want to learn how to play the piano, you gotta want to learn how to play the piano. If you want to learn how to knit or sew or crochet or do the tango or make something, make a dining room table. Like Greg said, you can you can find a YouTube video for just about anything you want to do, but you gotta want to do it. Well, and, and and that's and to to be specific too, like I'm and I'm not gonna say that life's not gonna throw you curveballs, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying it's gonna be easy because it never is. And and well, that's not true. Some people have it easy. Let's just be honest. Like oh, some yes. some people get it really easy, and some people have it harder. That's just life in general. And and so there's you you're going to have some conflict. You're going to have something that's, you're going to have people saying you can't do it. You're going to have things getting in the way that make you think that you can't do it. It's going to all be there. And if you are able, you'll be able to push through and you'll be able to. What was that one thing I told you? I heard something that really resonated with me a long time ago and I've liked the quote ever since. And it, Oh, let me guess what it is. Okay, go ahead. Don't eat yellow snow. No. That, well, that's a very good one, too. That's a good thing. Sorry. That's I'm, a very good one. I, I thought of one really, really good, but it's so not appropriate. But continue. Well, well what I was going to say, is I, I mentioned this to you, I think it was last weekend or two weekends ago, but it, it was something that really resonates with me, and it was, the world doesn't hate you, it just doesn't care about you. Oh. So it's talking about, like, fate and stuff, right? And so it's talking about how... You know, because some people are like, man, the world just hates me. The world's beating me up. The world doesn't hate you. It just doesn't care about you either. Mm-hmm. It doesn't do anything to you. It's not anything. It's not a thing. 
No. You know, so unfortunately, some people have bad luck and some people have better luck or what appears to be luck, which is really just a series of events. Um, and so it really luck is an excuse. Um, and so you just sometimes bad things happen and you got to work through it. So I don't want to get all crazy about this stuff with you guys, but I just want to tell you, like, I know it's easy for me to say it because I did it. Um, but I also attribute that to my weight loss too. Like some of you may or may not know, um, I lost over a hundred pounds, um, over the course of a couple of years, a couple of years ago. So like you can do things that you sometimes feel at the time are impossible. And I've been able to do them. And, and I feel like other people can too. And, and I just want like give people a little bit of hope that like, if you feel like you're stuck, it's never too late. Like if you're 35 to 40 years old, you're 45 years old and you want to go back to school, be a programmer to make games. Who can do that? Right. You're not too old to do that. You know, the only thing stopping you is you get all the excuses out of the way and then see if you can do it. But we have forgotten our favorite movie that has a great quote back to the future and if you put your mind to it you can accomplish anything oh oh <laughs> i thought we started stopped yeah. recording i thought we did too maybe we did for a bit i don't know it doesn't matter anyway we always do this in one take so you guys are getting the full unedited dealy bob here but anyway oh, sorry. So. That, that was the pause because i didn't see the um what what is that little thing you the microphone? Yeah, I don't know what's going on. With the, that. the thing that registers where you are in the sound mm. that wasn't moving, so I'm just looking at it, going, I don't think it's recording anymore, which <laughs> is why it's I started to talk really. It might have we we might have hit a a weird clip, but anyway, it's fine. So you were saying sorry. So your quote again was, "If you put your mind to it, you can accomplish anything." Yeah, Doc Brown. All right, and he and he's a smart guy. I mean, he invented time travel. I know. So, uh, and then lastly, I just want to do a little bit more Zelda impressions. And then we're going to get out of your hair here, guys. So, Zelda impressions or impressions of Zelda? My Zelda impressions. I'm Zelda. I'm Zelda. Uh, all joking aside, uh, her voice acting is awful in that game. Oh, my God. I'm not good enough to be a princess. Oh, oh where's my sword? <laughs> that's, 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 that's pretty good. Oh. Okay. Oh. Okay, so so anyway, um, <laughs> I still love the game. It is still uh, frustrating at times, though. And there's some really weird things that happen in that game, and they always seem to happen negatively to me. Like, there's this really cool effect that if you have a flaming sword and you hit something that's wood, <laughs> it'll start it on fire. So I was attacking a, a <laughs> camp of enemies earlier today, and I went to swing and hit them through a log, and it set all of their weapons on fire. <laughs> And then they picked them up and proceeded to beat the hell out of me with them. That was pretty funny. It was funny to you. It was funny to me. It's funny to me now. Wasn't funny to me when it happened. Um, <laughs> but but here's what I really wanted to say. So the game is getting better and better. I've got almost all the towers now. So I've got almost the whole map uncovered. Uh, and this morning, mm. I pulled the Master Sword. It was uh, it was very cool. Uh, I like how they did it too. Um, again, no spoilers. Don't worry, everybody. I will not ruin anything for you. But it's excellent, and the game continues to impress me. Um, I get frustrated and I get irritated, but I do fully believe that you have to have that frustration, and you have to have that um, the the brick wall hitting, so that when you break through that wall or when you beat that boss, you get the sense of accomplishment. That's what I enjoy about Dark Souls. It has to put up a wall that you have to get over before you can be proud about getting over the wall. No, that's very true. Something's just, too easy. Exactly. You just walk through the game. What sense of accomplishment do you have? Now, mm -hmm. some games we play through, like you played through uh, Uncharted on easy, because who cares about 
being better at shooting a guy. You just want to know the story. Right. Like, if I could watch Uncharted as a movie, or even Metal Gear's movie, I would just watch it as a movie. I don't really care. Um, but yeah, so I that's my follow-up to Zelda. Uh, the Switch is still working, I guess. I don't know. I even had any problems with it. I don't really no, no, care much. No. But I did buy Binding of Isaac for it, which we haven't played yet. No. But we're going to play that soon. Uh, but Zelda is just amazing. And again, if you guys have a Wii U, go buy it on the Wii U right now. If you don't have a Wii U and you have an extra 400 bucks, go buy a Switch and go buy Legend of Zelda. It, it, and it the really, pro yeah, and the pro controller. Sorry, so you need four hundred and fifty dollars. Wait, how much does the switch? It says two ninety nine. The switch is three hundred. The game's sixty, so that's three sixty. Uh-huh. And the controller, so three forty, four forty, three forty, three forty, no, four forty. We're really bad at math. It's math really, is it's, not it's my shocking. Suit. It's shocking how bad we are. At math. I had to take remedial algebra in college. That's how terrible I Oof. am at math. Ooh, I was in AP. They made you take and, like that assessment at the beginning. Yeah. Like the I had sure. to sit in a room and take a like an aptitude test, and they kind of looked at it and they were like, "Yeah." I did great in algebra, but once I got to calculus, I just lost it. I don't know if I just didn't care about math anymore. But I loved algebra, uh, everything up to algebra. I was I loved it. I loved math. I, I could see myself being like an accountant. I was like, "Oh, it's great." And then I got to calculus, and I was like, "Ugh." Hate numbers. Well, and symbols, and yeah, figuring out the circumference of a slice of bread. <laughs> Well, for me, it was more, I didn't know how to apply things like mm. trigonometry sure, and Tr- geometry. Yeah. Like, nobody could tell me how I was going to practically use this in my everyday life. And so, therefore, I had no ability to really understand it. Because for me, I need to understand the practicality and understand how I'm going to use this. So, that's why, like, everybody else hated word problems. I loved word problems because they gave me a context. Mm. I need context for things. Yeah. That's why I, you know, not to toot my own horn, but that's why I read and I have a high reading comprehension and I love language arts and English and all of that. Well, la dee da, you and your darn reading books. Me and my learning. <laughs> you and your learning school books. Um, so anyway, that's it, guys. That's the podcast for today. You got to hear a bunch of impressions from us today. Yeah. We, you got, you got um, British whiny Zelda, Zelda princess. Princess Zelda. Princess Zelda. And then you got my uh, southern hillbilly, uneducated, uh, educated, uh, uh, redneck hillbilly. I don't know what to even call it. Southern. I don't. Well, know. you didn't do the ninety-year-old uh, Jen driving a car, though. No, no, that was well. That's you know some things I keep special for you and me. But maybe <laughs> one day I'll do the ninety-year-old, ninety-year-old Southern Jen driving home from the grocery store. <laughs> Thank you very much, you guys. Have a great day. We'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.